All right. So we're coming off the heels of a really awesome episode where we got to know our family at Feeding Tampa Bay, yeah. our staff, our colleagues. And, you know, we were we were talking as we recorded that the work we do here cannot be done just by our staff, no matter how amazing they are. <laughs> and so we wanted our listeners to have an opportunity to yeah. meet our extended family. Yeah. Our volunteers. Yes. Yeah. And so we have a lot of them. We grabbed a couple. <laughs> yeah. Actually, our, our volunteer team. Yeah. referred us because you know that's their that's right that's true yeah. Derek. Amazing. Derek and his team do a, yeah. a fantastic job of bringing in volunteers this will drop at the end of December so we're going to need you now the holidays are coming yes. to a close mm-hmm. January and February are the big time where we need volunteers to step up yeah we giving do. spirit is year round that's we right do. That's so right. listen to the different personalities listen to how wonderful they are but listen to the love that they're sharing for what they do and, and how it feeds them and mostly how they're feeding the community. Mm -hmm. So sit back and we want you to listen. That's right. This is background research for your new year resolution. That's right. There you go. (laughs) Enjoy. I'm so excited. You guys, I, our first volunteer who's joining us is Jackie, Jackie Scott. How you doing lady? I'm doing good. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So we're celebrating you, and we're grateful for you. We're grateful for everyone who's going to join us today. So, Jackie, tell us a little bit about you, just a little bit, like professionally. What did you, we know? You're volu- you're retired. Yes. Right. Yes. We're going to get to that because I'm so fascinated. I am like just <laughs> I'm year, a few years away, a handful of years, but gosh, what what did you retire from? What was your profession? Uh, so, for most of my career, I worked in information technology. Um, but my last role, I worked in mergers and acquisitions at Citigroup. At Citigroup. And then when did you, when did you retire? Uh, two and a half years ago. Okay. The year okay. before COVID. Mm. Yeah. Good timing. So yeah. what were your <laughs> retirement goals? Let's go just jump right into that. Cause it's uh, so fun. it was to travel a lot. And then in between travels do volunteer work. Nice. Mm-hmm. And so did you find us as a volunteer opportunity before you retired or did you find us after? Um, a little bit of both. So um, I actually, through Citigroup, once a year does our Global Community Day. And so this was one of the places I came to while I was still working at Citigroup for their Global Community Day. So I knew about you, but I didn't reach back to here until COVID. Okay. Gotcha. So this was one of the few organizations that actually were looking for volunteers during COVID. Yeah, we were desperate for volunteers. Yeah, we were. Yeah. So you were one of the brave souls that came out during the the quarantine yes because instead of being isolated alone so i live alone instead of being isolated home alone it gave me the opportunity to get out Mm. sort of safely um and give back at the same time so for me it was you know not being isolated at home so it was a nice outlet for me too so right and what was that first experience that you volunteered for us it was very, it was good enough to come back <laughs> right that way right but were, was it the megas i uh, no, mega? no they didn't no. have megas at the time because it was pre-covid mm. so oh. it was only here in the warehouse oh okay, okay. but yes when, i've been in the warehouse here gotcha i misunderstood i'm so yeah. sorry because oh, you had okay. mentioned the that you came when covid struck so what well, was your... i came here as an individual so the first time i came during covid i came into the warehouse okay the next week i went to the mega which was the second week of the May- mega at hcc mm-hmm. gotcha. so and i've been doing that ever since 
So. And that is a mega, mega. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a real mega. So at our peak, I think mega. we were like 35 or 3,600 meals that mm-hmm. we gave it yeah. out in like a four-hour period. So, yeah, it was quite an operation. And <laughs> you were there early on. So you yeah. were there when we were still backing up Dale Mabry yeah. for yeah. miles. Yes, <laughs> yes, because I was there on week two. Right. Yeah. I wasn't there the very first week, but the I last volunteered week in, in here, and they had um, asked, would I try the Mega, so I did. And yeah, so that was April of 2020, yes. yeah. and you've been there ever since. Yep. That's yep. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I even try to arrange travel as I can around <laughs> it, but not necessarily. So that's one that I always go to if I'm always in a town. So. Yeah. So walk us through what, what that volunteer experience was like for you. You show up, you know everybody's scared, you know... We're one of the few organizations out there doing some, you know, providing volunteer opportunities. Did you really know what to expect when you got to HCC? No. (laughs) That's probably the short answer, Um, especially the first time. I mean, as time goes on now, I've done because I've done different things here. But no, and I I couldn't have even phantomed the number of people that were there. I mean, and that the people got lined up at five in the morning Mm -hmm. to wait for food for three hours. Like sometimes when they came to the front of line, they'd been sitting there for three hours waiting to get food. You know, it just amazed me the the great need. So, so when you're a mega volunteer, there's, there's a couple of different roles, right? There's the one who actually gets to put the food in the car. There's the one who, uh, kind of, there's lots of them who organize the, um, kind of snake line and all of the the traffic pieces the parking um and then there are food preppers so which is your favorite role while you're there at the mega well now it's being the volunteer captain (laughs) being the boss (laughs) he's the boss i'm the boss boss out there (laughs) but um actually i did i've put food in the cars when i first started there then i became a line manager and now i do the volunteer captain so they're all a little different. You know, I think as volunteer captain, you kind of help wherever you need. So mm-hmm. when we didn't have enough volunteers, we're, you know, working the line, you know. But um, so I've kind of liked all the different roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've awesome. not done traffic because I was not getting up at <laughs> five, four in the morning to be a traffic person. <laughs> yeah, that's, that takes some dedication yeah, there. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. So um, other than the mega, what is, like, if you were to encourage someone to join you as a volunteer, what, what would you encourage them? Where would you encourage them to start? Um, well, if they weren't doing one of the megas, I'd try mm-hmm. to tell them to do the megas, but I'm here in the warehouse. I mean, those are the only two places I've been. Mm-hmm. So I've told people, like, some people didn't like working outside in the heat. Um, so coming here in the warehouse and sorting has been fine, too. So that's usually the two things I always suggest. Right. Yeah. And it does get hot, right? It does, uh, in the peak of the summer, <laughs> yeah. at the 95 degrees, when right. the sun is bearing down, it gets really hot. Yeah. Right. No matter how much water you drink, it's you're still getting right. dehydrated. Yeah, and we sure. tried it last, well, the last few years, we've gotten um, the Glacier Foundation's Oh, the bus. That was yeah. last summer, not this the vision summer. bus. Oh, mm-hmm. not this summer. We didn't the, have this it. This summer there wasn't, but finally invested in those mist machines. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah. At the end of the summer, <laughs> so now we have them. Yes, now so that now it's cool. we can look forward to <laughs> yeah. it. Right. We wanted to make you really appreciate them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. And now we have them. So tell us a little bit about you mentioned the travel, and I know people have. Uh, we're getting to a place where people are 
starting to travel again and um, looking forward to a little bit of normalcy, even though we have we need to be cautious and mm. and uh, remember to protect ourselves in the best way we can and, and be respectful of others. But tell us a little bit about getting back into travel, squeezing that into your volunteer <laughs> schedule. <laughs> yeah, so the last few months, definitely done a lot of travel. Um, it's been quite interesting. Uh, some of the cities, like I said, New York, uh, it seemed back to normal. So there was wow. like if you, and actually the one thing I was mentioning earlier, a um, lot less homeless than I've seen when I used to work in New York uh-huh. um, uh, versus San Francisco, the opposite. Hmm. you oh. definitely much more homeless in there. Hmm. And the city, I mean, while there were lots still the same, there were things that were different there. But New York, you wouldn't have known the difference. Yeah. And did you go overseas? Have you been overseas yet? Yes, it was in Italy. Italy. Oh, so tell us, what was your favorite meal in Italy on your oh, trip? Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything's so good in Italy. <laughs> um, I would say Oscar Bucco that I had, which was wonderful. Oh, so tell us, what is that? It's uh, veal on a bone. Uh Maybe it's pork on a bone. (laughs) But it's just a melt. The way they prepare it, it just melts in your mouth. It's just delicious. I mean, it's not a bad meal in Italy. How can you not have a (laughs) good meal in Italy? It's just not good for your waistline. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, point, who cares? You're in Italy. But you're doing lots of walking. so that Right. Yes. yes, Evens it out a little bit. in Milan, a lot of walking. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So what is your favorite food? If you oh, had a Italian. favorite. If I had to pick one, it would be Italian. Oh, you so you went to the right place. Italian. <laughs> Greek's right behind it, though, but Italian is, like, my most favorite. So do you have a local spot that you Italian? enjoy for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is actually, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it's a really small restaurant. Um, I guess it's considered Riverview off of Big Ben. Mm-hmm. It's really Ooh. small. They don't serve alcohol, but they give you a huge meal, enough mm-hmm. for three people, and it's just delicious. Mm-hmm. It's a very small local place. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. She's keeping it to herself. She won't That's tell us right. the name. Well, I'll tell you exactly what's located. I just can't remember the name of it. She doesn't I just want us taking places. up the tables. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, she wants to keep exactly. it for herself. We know how you it got is, it. girl. We know how it is. Well, we just want to say how thankful we are for you. Um, when we ask our our team, you know, you are one of, well, actually, you were the very first the very one, first Jackie. Mm-hmm. You've got to interview Jackie because we depend on her um, and we know we can. So, and I've been out there with you many a time at the Mega, and we're just so thankful for you. Oh, uh, you've been there in the trenches with us, and you're still there today. So, thank you so much, and I can't wait to hear more about your trips, Jackie. <laughs> there will be more. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. All right, the train of awesome volunteers continues. We yes. have with us Melvin uh, better known as Fletch. Fletch. Fletch, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Also known as Fat Fletch sometimes. <laughs> it all depends. I don't know where, where's flat, Fat Fletch comes from. Um, yeah, there's the, got to be a good story All the there. food on my social media. <laughs> right? Because you know, I don't want to blow the... You're not. <laughs> you're not. I don't know if, like, for instance, my son is meatball. But it's because when he was younger, mm-hmm. he was a you know he had a little extra. He doesn't anymore. <laughs> yeah. So his friends from school call him Meatball, and I'm like, y'all That's think right. you can update the? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I put the fat in front of it because I had a um, story growing up to uh-huh. where I broke my stroller. I was that big. <gasps> nice. I knew something was wow. Yeah. And look yeah. at you now. It's yeah. the theater of the mind, y'all. There you go. <laughs> So no, that sounds like a big journey, and I'm sure food and kind of your experience with food is a big part of it. You want to tell us a little bit about? So food. Um, 
really didn't become a foodie per se until I was in high school. I'm sorry, um, elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, living in Tampa, we took a field trip down to Ebor, um, visited the Spaghetti Warehouse. Oh, yeah. Changed my life. <laughs> um, at that point in time, I fell in love with food. My um, dish that I will always remember to this day was the lasagna platter. Mm. I had lasagna, the Italian sausage, meatball, and the brownie supreme for dessert. Ooh. Wow. Yes. So it just opened your mind. From we're we're going to pause the podcast and head over to this video. <laughs> right? Which is no longer is there. No longer, no longer there, there unfortunately. Right. We're keeping on that Italian right. roll mm-hmm. now. Yum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, as you grow, you evolve. Now yes. I'm into fusion places Mm -hmm. there's a great fusion place in st pete called natalie's Mm, my favorite Mm -hmm. yes love that place oh you got to go imax yes so good (laughs) so good okay okay you got two people here yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. more we gotta hear a little more (laughs) so what's a what's a good dish from there um i will get the chorizo fried rice with seafood or chicken yeah Okay. I do seafood and chicken because I like a lot of protein, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that'll be the one for you. <laughs> okay, what about this side of the bay? Ooh, um, not so sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the the foodie scene in St. Pete more than Tampa, to be honest <laughs> with you. Oh, There's yeah. a lot more options and um, diversity on the, uh, on the other side of the bridge. Very nice. That's where me and Matt are from. Come we, <laughs> yes. yeah, that's our, yeah. our side of town. Yeah, I'm yeah. the only one that's this side of town. No, I am on, too. On this pop. Oh, but yeah. you go, you travel yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I love the list. You can email me. I will. <laughs> so, you know, talking about food. Um, but what's your? Do you have a favorite memory around the table? Do you have a favorite or a time mm-hmm. that's your favorite? Hmm. No. Not really like a family memory or anything? No, not really. really. Growing up, our family was kind of dysfunctional, so we didn't have those type meals. Gotcha. Um, If if I want to talk about um, a family I developed during my time in the military Mm. um, in 2011, after September 11th, Mm -hmm. that meal was very special. So tell us a little more. What what branch did you serve in? Air Force for 20 years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank awesome. you very much. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times family is who we make them. Yeah. And exactly. It comes to us. Exactly. So can you tell us a little bit about that meal, that coming together? Um, it was in Korea. Oh, wow. Um, that day, September 11th, I was supposed to be traveling to Korea that day. Um, ended up getting postponed to later on that Friday. Um when I landed in Korea, it was a lot of disarray. Um, you know, DOD was still trying to grasp around, grasp their head around the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one person that I was stationed with at my previous duty assignment who joined me on that assignment. And we quickly bonded even closer mm-hmm. and we started pulling people into our circle. Mm. So before Thanksgiving arrived, we had about 10 to 12 people who we bonded with and we all shared a a meal together. Um, 
because we're all from the same area. He was from Louisiana. I was mm-hmm. from Florida, down south people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we like to cook. Mm-hmm. And that's, right. that's what we did. We threw around that day. <laughs> there you that's go. That's awesome. Made your own family right mm-hmm. there. I love it. Well, I'm sure, you know, being in uniform at the time and and not knowing what the future would hold, that was a time of, of trepidation, of, of unknowing, and, and to be able to come together around the table and just have that kind of common bond, I bet that was really powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. And the the glue was that meal. Mm. That's, what, that's what brought us together. We all started sharing our stories about where we're from. You know, my mom can make this. Oh, my mom, my dad made this. All right, well, let's see. Right. Let's let's make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So throughout that um, that tour, it was um, not only for Thanksgiving, but we also had barbecues and things like that that we would do monthly. Hmm. And then the circle grew, grew and grew. So it was it was it was a good time. I'm sure that the rumors got around about your cooking and people started to yeah. gravitate. <laughs> yeah, 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 unfortunately. You know, you got to start expanding the recipe, adding more to it. Oh, I, this supposed to make six, now I need to make 16. There you go. <laughs> For the love of the meal. You a bigger mm-hmm. pot. So <laughs> did you end up back here because you ended up at McDill or because this was home? A little bit of both. Um I wanted to spend time with my son, and then um, an assignment opened up, and I was like, "Let me, let me venture back here, and, and you know, um, spend time with him, reconnect with my family, and then see what else I can do um, in the Tampa Bay area." Now, this wasn't a time. Um, this was early on in my career, not um, back in 2015 when I actually got stationed here back in Tampa. And then that's when I discovered Trinity Cafe. Mm. Okay. So tell us about that. Yeah. Um, I was stationed in Oklahoma, um, got an assignment to CENTCOM. And one weekend, I was sitting around on the house on a Saturday, and I was like, I'm not doing anything. Done with school. I can go work out, but, you know, I think I'm okay. Um and then I just looked up volunteer events. And then Metropolitan Ministries came up first. Trinity Cafe came up next. Went to Metropolitan Ministries, and I was like, okay, I'll try this. And then the following weekend, I went to Trinity Cafe. I was like, huh, this is different. This is not me loading boxes, working in a warehouse. This is me interacting with um, my brothers and sisters. And, you know, serving them with dignity as we, as our mission statement goes. So um, I liked it. Started coming back even more. And then there was a volunteer named Ed who just kept encouraging me to come back. And then one day he encouraged me to, I don't, I don't, I don't I want to say encouraged, bullied, <laughs> um, <laughs> persuaded, um, to be a, um, a captain. Um, we like to call it voluntold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, and it, it wasn't me. He kind of spread my name throughout, um, the, leadership of Trinity Cafe and they were like yeah Fletch mm-hmm. every time they'll see me so when are you going to sign up I'm like 
okay, <laughs> I, I guess I should do this. And then, you know, that's the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is your, if you, not that you need to choose a favorite role at the cafe, but what is one of your most meaningful roles when you're there? Ambassador, mm-hmm. letting folks know what we do, mm-hmm. letting them know we need them and we need them to spread the word so they can bring in other people as well and grow our family. That's kind of the, the tail end of the, um, the spill I give, mm-hmm. whether I'm a, a captain that day or not, you know, we need people. We can't do this with the six volunteers we had last week. We need at least 18 to 21 people. So um, come, bring friends, bring family, 16, 16 and older, yeah, 16 and older. Yeah. And um, yeah, help us, help us help the folks that need help. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I have to tell you, is one of the most meaningful things to me. Obviously, there's the individual interactions and there's the, all the opportunities that you get at Trinity Cafe, but when I stand there right before service begins and I see our circle of volunteers and there's a volunteer leader who's giving the pitch, mm-hmm. right? Who's being the ambassador, exactly as you said, it just makes me so proud to be a part of it, to hear our mission and our goals reflected back by someone who has committed to us, mm-hmm. who really understands what we're trying to accomplish, who has lived it out and walks the walk. And to hear you and, and others tell that story and recruit new people for us is just, it's such a powerful moment. I don't know, Shannon, if you feel the same way, but it is one of my favorite things when I go to, to see service at Trinity cafe or to serve myself, just, you know, to, to be in that circle. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not the staff that's saying anything. No. It's not the new By people. Choice. Yeah. It, and absolutely. Fletch has been there longer than all of us. Yeah. <laughs> In truth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's the veteran at this table. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, one more ways. thing before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. Twice. <laughs> for our country and for Trinity Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we let Fletch go, I just want to thank you because we wanted to talk really quickly Fletch also uses his voice in a different way. Um, he, uh, his online line voice uh, through social media, that's who I actually knew who he was at first because he shares great pictures of food. <laughs> and he also helps promote and talk about Trinity Cafe. So that's letting people know who we are, where we are, whether you need us or can volunteer, or you can help us put meals on tables. Mm-hmm. Using your voice helps us get our word out there to anyone who needs or can help. Yeah, and uh, Fletch, I, I really appreciate that. I love that that's part of your volunteer mm-hmm. story because the impact multiplies, mm-hmm. right? You, your hands-on impact is incredible. The amount of time you've given to Trinity and to the, all of the people who have come through that door and had a meal because you are willing to be there and serve it or, or help to lead the process. But beyond that, the number of people you've drawn into our world who've you know, multiplied that mm-hmm. impact, it's... It really is just uh, an awesome testament to who you are and to the the critical role you play, allowing us at Feeding Tampa Bay to be who we are. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, uh, one thing being in the Air Force has taught me is that 
sometimes you need to be a force multiplier. You need to make sure that um, you can be that voice and encourage others to do so. As a leader in the military, it's forced upon you. And others, um, we kind of shy away from it. Me, I'm kind of like, no, I, I like being in charge. I like leading. So mm -hmm. um, when it's my opportunity to do so, I, I take the rings and do what I do. So awesome. being at Trinity and promoting and sharing and letting people know that, you know, this is a cause you can get behind and there are people who need your help. Um, there's one other thing that I, I really appreciate and I wish, even though I like Trinity, I like feeding Tampa Bay, when I walk through the doors and I see someone that I've seen there for a while and the next time I walk through that door, I don't see them. I get happy and sad mm -hmm. because I'm thinking that person has hopefully done something with themselves and put themselves in a better situation. But also there's an alternative to that that I try not to think about. So um, when we were going through um, and having the outside meals and our numbers were dwindling, I was like, okay, this is good. We're, you know, the country's moving in a better direction. And now that we're back inside and I'm seeing some of the same people, I'm like, what more has to be done? Yeah. So. Right. What can we do? We yes. build those relationships. I'm sure being there for so long, you know, so many. Mm -hmm. um, and I understand the wondering when you've seen them, uh, where they are, how they are, and what we're doing, because we care. It's yes. why we do what we do. It's why you take and give of your time for so long and are committed, and we appreciate you. And thank you um, for being a part of our family, our Feeding Tampa Bay. First of all, our Trinity Cafe family, mm -hmm. now our Feeding Tampa Bay family. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we're very um, proud to have you part of it, and thank you for your service for both. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, grateful for being here. Thank you for having me. Florida Blue's mission is to help people and communities achieve better health. In partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay, their collective goal is a hunger-free Tampa Bay by 2025. How will we do that? By ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement. Visit hungerfree2025.com. Guys, how many favorites do we have? At least five. Here's another one yep. coming up. Here's another one. Greg Covey. Greg from the Mega. And now, just two seconds ago before we started, I find out he goes to Trinity Cafe on Sundays, too. On Sundays, which is when we really need people, too. Mm. Yes. So it's awesome. Yes. Greg, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. Man. Oh, how could I not? This is the music man at the Megas. <laughs> he has the best jams. At HCC Mega. That's important. It really is important. It, like It really does You set need the a vibe. Time, you know? Right? Yeah. Not only for the volunteers, am mm -hmm. I right, Greg? But when the people come up in their cars. So why don't you paint a picture for our listener? Because we've had a few people come in. But can you describe what it's like where you stand as a volunteer at the Mega? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a volunteer captain there, a lane captain, um, as we call it. So um, I, I lead a group of anywhere from eight to sometimes we have up to like 25 volunteers at a time. 
um, and just help the cars as they flow through, um, open up people's trunks, load up the food, and send them on their way. And they're grateful. Absolutely. The response is so positive, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, everyone's super grateful when we're, we're loading the food. And um, there was one time when you know, I opened up one of the trunks and there was actually a, a little handwritten note in there Aww. thanking us for Aww. all the work that we do. So That's awesome. it's incredible to, it's really heartwarming to see stuff like that. Yeah. And you're at one of our largest megas, which is the Saturday mega at HCC, right? Most often. Um, mm-hmm. Have you built relationships? Are there people that you see most, uh, you know, on the regular that you know? Yeah, absolutely. In terms of um, the staff and the volunteers there, of course, everybody knows Chris Brewer, the director of distribution. You know, he's mm-hmm. been a, a huge mentor to me over the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you guys know um, Jackie. Yes, yeah, Jackie was, is on the show today. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, great volunteers. But then, you know, in terms of the guests, yeah, you, absolutely. You see familiar faces. You get to know people, get to know their stories. And um yeah, it's just a, it's an incredible experience to to get to know so many great people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there anybody that comes to mind that comes through the line? Um, nobody in particular. No, not right. nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, how did you find us at the Megas? What what was your route to being a volunteer there and then a captain? Yeah, so um, I volunteered at the warehouse every now and then. Um, pre-pandemic, and I also volunteered at Trinity Cafe once, um, right before the pandemic started. But it was really, um, you know, I really stepped it up as soon as the pandemic hit. I was working for a a beverage manufacturing company at the time called Refresco, and uh, it's a really great company. And, you know, as soon as the pandemic hit, our sales actually spiked because, you know, people were panic buying toilet paper at the grocery stores, canned goods at the grocery stores, and also drinks mm-hmm. yeah so um we we have an, an annual bonus program there so they pay out their bonuses every april and i thought you know with all this uncertainty there's no way that they're gonna pay this out in april of 2020 but they did because like i said we were doing just fine the company was fine i was doing great um my commute just got shorter you know mm-hmm. i was just working from home but when you watch the news you see not everyone had that same experience with the mm-hmm. pandemic of course millions of people were losing their jobs every week and i think it was that that stark contrast between my experience and everyone else's experience that um, really inspired me to, to step up and volunteer more. So that's when I watched the local news um, and saw that there was this new thing called a mega pantry out there. And um, that's when I decided that I wanted to, to sign up and volunteer. And awesome. so I've been at the mega pantry ever since. And then Trinity Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> more pantry. than that one time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mega pantry on Saturday mornings and Trinity on Sundays. That is really, that's amazing. So, um, you know, I I think our listeners probably have a little bit of a grasp of what Trinity Cafe does, but the weekends are a little different. They are. uh, Monday through Friday, we're serving lunch in our two Tampa locations, dinner in our Pinellas location. And then on the weekends, tell us what it's like. The weekends are great. So it's it's more of a, a breakfast thing. And Chef Daniel does a great job, you know just smelling the meals you're like you know (laughs) this is some great food this is not by any means a soup kitchen this Mm -hmm. is an incredible sit-down restaurant experience you know so um it's great and our numbers have really you know we went through several iterations during the pandemic we went to carry out only we worked under a tent we worked under the awning now we're back um inside in limited capacity of course but we're back indoors which is amazing so Mm -hmm. it's a it's a really great experience to to volunteer there every sunday yeah, there's, you know, as we planned through everything, we 
wanted to stay as close as we could to that kind of original, authentic Trinity Cafe experience of sitting at a table with somebody. Um, mm. And like you said, we're back inside, but at limited capacity. Um, do you feel like the the same sense of community and camaraderie has returned? Do you feel like we're, we're hitting our mark in terms of how we treat folks? I do, yeah. I, I feel like it's... It's very similar to pre-pandemic. You know, obviously we have only four people sitting at a table instead of six, but um, the numbers are actually still the same as they were pre-pandemic. They've returned to those levels now, I think, because we're back indoors. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And they appreciate it. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. It's very clear that the guests and I believe the volunteers appreciate being back to pre-pandemic, you know, action. Hmm. I mean, it's really clear. So you talked a little bit about, you know, the smells of the food at <laughs> Trinity Cafe um, and Chef Daniels is pretty incredible with what he can do in the kitchen. But do you have a, a particular favorite food or a restaurant or a memory around the table you want to share with us? Um, in terms of favorite foods, I've always had a bit of a, a sweet tooth myself. So I'm a huge uh, fan of ice cream. <laughs> My um, my dad, growing up, he used to vacation down here all the time. There's this little uh, mom and pop shop on Madeira Beach called Candy Kitchen. Oh yes, yes, they have the best ice cream out there. So oh, I'll usually yeah. get like a little bowl of uh, chocolate fudge brownie, put a little marshmallow sauce on top of it. Oh, you <laughs> go big! Oh, oh yeah, I, I grew up ten minutes from there. I I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> Far too I do well, too, actually. But not ten minutes away. <laughs> Delicious. Wow, you go in, sugar. That's the first time we've gotten a, a dessert answer, I think. I know, I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Definitely have a sweet tooth. Yeah. So so is that one that you return to regularly? You bring friends and family? Absolutely, yeah. You know, it kind of runs in the family, I think. Like I said, my dad used to go there growing up, and he kind of passed it on to the next generation. So it's great. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I want to know about these playlists at the, uh, at the, at the Mega. That, like, so... Do you, are you, are you a DJ? <laughs> he is now. Yeah. I'm not, no, but, uh -huh. um, you know, I started off with this playlist. I was looking for something upbeat, you know, to kind of put people in the mood when mm -hmm. you're going, you know, nobody wants to be in a food line, but mm -hmm. you know, anything mm -hmm. you can do to make the experience better for people mm -hmm. I wanted to do. So I found this, uh, Spotify playlist actually called, uh, upbeat work appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Just That's to make sure perfect. that we avoid any explicit lyrics <laughs> right. around the kids and everything like that, you know? <laughs> But then um, I started, you know, getting requests, you know, play some 80s music, play some other stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know. So um, I started, you know, creating my own playlist from all these other playlists that I had played. So nice. now I've got my own custom playlist with like 10 hours of music to, <laughs> nice. you know, kind yeah. of put people in the mood. And it, it's really great to see the volunteers, you know, dance into the music and just even the people in their cars dance yeah. into the music. You know, it's great to see people out there having <laughs> a great is. time. We're going to have to post that to the show notes yeah. for sure. And then, so did you get your Spotify rap? That's yeah. the thing right now, yeah. right? They're showing you your end of year stats have you gotten yours is it I, I, I saw the email come through I haven't looked at it just yet okay. so I'm going to curious. check it out and, yeah, and share it with us, us. Know. but now you Highly need to coveted. share yours and we'll share it right yes and so that's definitely we're going to share Kobe jams <laughs> I love it yeah he's become the mega DJ for sure that's awesome <laughs> for sure well thank you so much for for yeah. coming in sharing your experience with us you know it's we, we talk about it all the time but we can't do what we do without awesome volunteers who are committed like you are. Um, would you have any word of advice or, or what would you say to somebody who maybe is listening to this, who's never volunteered with us? Um, what would you tell them about the experience? 
I would say come out and, and volunteer with us. It's, it's a great time. You meet great people. I think that, you know, Feeding Tampa Bay attracts some really great volunteers and some great talent. Like I said, you know, I met Chris Brewer. You know, he's been a, a mm-hmm. huge mentor to me over the past year and a half. Um, and just all the volunteers and all the people that you meet out there are just wonderful people to work with. So come on out. It's, it's a great time. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you guys, you know, everyone comes out in the holidays and we appreciate them so much. But once January comes around the corner, we really could use you. And if you want to meet Greg and come dance to some jamming tunes, <laughs> you come out to the Mega Pantry on HCC on Saturdays. And, of course, Trinity Cafe on Sunday. We do have some great tunes, but they're not his. But maybe we need to rethink that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so maybe we know people. We up. can talk to them. That's right. So Sometimes. I think maybe we should get your Spotify to you yeah. do. Sometimes Chef Daniel lets me use his Bluetooth speaker. Oh, so. nice. Yeah. That's go. a smart move. We got to <laughs> talk. We need to talk more about that. So thank you so much for coming out, Greg. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. Our wonderful day continues right now. We have a Greta sitting at the table with us. Hi, Greta. Welcome. <laughs> It's great to be here. It's, it's like coming home, coming back to the warehouse. So I know. You haven't been here in how long? Um, I don't know. Probably going on 10 years, seven, eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, I've, been coming, I've been here a long time. There's a lot of new faces. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But you haven't been back since the pandemic began, right? No, I haven't been here. Right. So that's like it, it really did feel like today. I was like, wow. And then when I drove here even, wow. it's just like, right. Yeah. A lot of changes. Really We've grown there. a lot. Yes. So. Right. But you've been helping us. So tell us how you've been helping us. So um, with Feeding Tampa Bay, everybody knows it's 10 counties in Florida and mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay area. And I happen to live in Hernando. Mm-hmm. And there's like limited resources there. But it's kind of, I won't say it's an impoverished area, but there is a high degree of food insecurity there. So I support it, uh, Feeding Tampa Bay in a couple of different um programs there. Um, One is the state program. It's a USDA program, CSFP program. Mm -hmm. I always get those words or those (laughs) letters. We try to make it as confusing as possible. (laughs) Right. With the acronyms. The state does that too. He tries to trip me up when we have our audits. He goes, (laughs) could you say that again a little faster? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So anyway, so like I oversee that program, administer those boxes. We get that delivery and make the connection with our seniors okay. that are basically living on it's, it's so sad the amount of money that they live on i don't even know how they do it it scares me when i think about it because i'm like how do they live a month on seven hundred dollars yeah yeah you know i don't understand how do i i i i just really don't understand it baffles me so it's like we make a or make the connection. They know us. They come t- and um, they come. They're just so gracious. That's that's a that's a great program. Mm-hmm. And I think I really enjoy that program. And then um, we see some of those same people at our mobile pantries mm-hmm. in Hernando, and they recognize this because they know that we serve them in the other capacity. But it's one of those things you know more. Mobile Pinterest is drive through. You don't really know the people. You don't don't know anything about their circumstance. You see the vehicle they're driving. Um, I never judge people on their vehicles as far as like if it's a nice car, a new car, right. or whatever, because you never know the situation. But our people in that are in both programs for us, it's kind of strange because we kind of do know their 
situation. Right. Yeah. And you know that they are legitimately in the mobile pantry line for a reason and everything. But they're so gracious. And it's it's like heartwarming, but it's also heartbreaking at the same time to, to see people that have probably haven't been there in the early part of their life mm-hmm. to have to need those resources now. And I'm very grateful to be a part of it and be there. And it's like some things are very, they're very, very humbling to me. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's kind of like you just want to do more. Yeah. yeah. You just want I to understand. do more. I, I think that this, the senior community is kind of heavy on a lot of people's hearts right now because. Yeah like you said, very limited income, fixed income. Um, And and we think about all of the costs that are just skyrocketing Mm -hmm. right now, the cost of gasoline, the cost of food, the cost of just the basics of life. And, um, you know, it it really shines a spotlight on you and on the the work that we do together to ensure that they can get through these times. But it's it's scary at the moment, for sure. Yes, we had this guy when... um, SNAP applications, when I was doing those um, for Feeding Tampa Bay and Hernando, they, um, we had this one guy, and he initially got declined because the state couldn't get in touch with him. Mm. And so I, was, I just randomly saw him out in the community, and I said, hey. And so I was like, you know the state's trying to get a hold of you. And he goes, no, I didn't know that. And I said, yeah. I said, they contacted me because they're trying to get to you. And I said, but you're not returning calls. We're not answering your voicemail. And I said, give me a minute, and I'll give you the number. And so I went to my car, and I got the number, and I gave it to him because they had left me a voicemail. And the next time I saw him, he was literally in tears because he made the connection. He qualified, but there was something that they needed, some information that I couldn't provide, he had to provide. And he started crying. He's like, because of you, I got, I got this. Right. And everything. Yeah. And now he's on, then he became qualified for the senior box program. That's what we call it. But it's, yes, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's for We'll the, go with senior box. <laughs> senior box. box. That's what we call it. It's easier <laughs> and everything. And he qualified for that. And he, like, it was great because of the connection yeah. and everything. And, I wouldn't have been able to see him in the community and, you know, say that, but it it just worked. Well, we're so grateful for you and your your big heart. That story right there shares why, how you connect with the people in your community and and volunteer, let's underline that 15 times, Mm -hmm. and how long you've volunteered for Feeding Tampa Bay and helping people in Hernando County. I, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about Hernando County because mm-hmm. there's some really beautiful parts of Hernando County. There's some really neat things about Hernando. And, you know, of course, we we think of Hernando County as part of the Tampa Bay area. Um, but for, for someone from the outside, they might only know Tampa by the Bucks and, right. The, right. you know, and, and the, the Bay and mm-hmm. the beach and, and those kind of things. Tell us a little bit about Hernando County. Well, Hernando County um, does not have a public beach, <laughs> so, <laughs> but we do have what's called Hernando Beach, which is like the closest you can get. Um, you can go out on a boat there, but you have to be on a boat. There's a couple piers. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful nature area. But there's a lot of places to walk. Um, it's, I want to say it's a community that is 
very diverse. There's a lot of homeless communities like camps in the area, but those homeless camps can literally be outside of a gated community, yeah. and that's where they are. And it's just, uh, it's a quiet area. I, I wanna say it's an older area, like it doesn't, there's not the nightlife there is obviously in the Tampa Bay or St. Pete or any of that. So it's, a, it's much quieter in that respect. Um, but there's, there's beautiful areas. I love to go out on the water there. It's very, very peaceful. There's nice walking trails, biking. Yeah, there's a lot of beautiful nature up there. Yeah, yeah there is. There really, really is. And it's like, you know, with um, the pandemic or the COVID and everything, it hasn't been, um, I find myself utilizing those more because I don't have a two and a half hour round trip commute. Right. Everything. So I'm able to use some of those. And it's outside, so it's around people. But. Well, and, and I've, I have noticed, you know, my family and I have always enjoyed going out and you know whether it's going to the river and and tubing or or kayaking or yeah you know just walking nature trails i have noticed in the past two years so many more people doing that exactly taking advantage of it and and hernando is a great place for all of that yeah so if you don't get out early in some places then you're not gonna you're not gonna be there because the parking's already filled or because they're limited Mm -hmm. and the other thing is um you just don't want to be shoulder to shoulder with somebody on the pier, or it's just one of those things where if you don't get out early, you're not getting there. So how'd you end up in Hernando County? Oh, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, my husband was always going to retire to Florida. He retired early based on his years of service. And, um, eventually after his mother passed away, he's like, Oh, it's time to, time to move so I'd only left my father-in-law in Pennsylvania and so we went up down here and I worked for the company I worked for I actually transferred with but I thought I transferred to a different location I thought I was transferring close to home mm-hmm. and it wound up up to that I'm in South Tampa mm-hmm. but it worked so that's that's how I went up in Hernando County. So it is kind of weird not to be going to Hillsborough Palace and uh, Pinellas and Pasco a lot, um, and just being learning my own little area. Right. So that's nothing drew me to Hernando, <laughs> but <laughs> I would stay there now. I'm so used to it. But so for for those who might be uh, wanting to explore Hernando County, what is a, is there a good food destination we're always talking about food mm-hmm. here this yes. is one of our favorites i love so. food i love food mm-hmm. <laughs> well the our favorite go-to place in hernando county is called brian's place on hernando beach and that's our Ooh. basic go-to place it's a locally owned guy the main chef he shows his fish of the day it's the catch local you know catch of the day and that's that's really our favorite place but then there's another place that my husband's not real it's it doesn't impress him so i'll go there with my girlfriends and it's called <laughs> nobel cuisine it's like and uh, again it's like a locally owned little place and it's like it's an experience yeah so it's awesome. like a lot of people use it as their date night or their um, anniversary night or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
but I use it with my girlfriends because it doesn't interest my husband. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to eat something this big on my plate. But yeah, oh, so, yeah, he so wants no. a heartier meal. Do what? He wants a heartier not meal. Not really. He's not a big eater, but oh. it's not. He doesn't. He doesn't need the French cuisine uh, as gotcha. what it is. Uh, it's gotcha. like because they go so, like a lot. Speaking of your husband and what he likes, I heard that you're a very good cook. It's <laughs> so, from someone. So, Kim. Uh, um, Ramy. Um, anyway, so what is it that, uh, what is the favorite meal that you cook in your home that uh, makes everyone really happy? Well, nothing does everything for mm. everybody, but um, probably pasta. Mm. Yeah. Classic. Like if I give, my, I'll, I'll give a, I'll say, can you pick a meal for this week? Uh-huh. And every time he'll pick a pasta meal. <laughs> like? And I'm like, well, do you always he'll pick a pasta meal okay. mm. and everything. Or And then the next would be like fish mm. or seafood ah. and everything. So, um, but it is all about food. But we have an autistic adult son mm-hmm. and that's at home with us. And he's very picky. He's very blonde very white eater don't nothing touches mm-hmm. and it's all white there's no seasonings no nothing mm-hmm. and everything and but and he's 30 and he's never eaten turkey mm. okay. and so last week of course was thanksgiving and i said to him i said andrew do you want to try turkey do you want to have turkey it's thanksgiving in a couple days and he shocked me. He said yes. Oh, I was out. like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" <laughs> <laughs> so, but there's always got to be a backup because you don't really know if right. he's going to sure. eat it or not because mm-hmm. it may get to that day, and it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So he, there's a certain meat that he does like. So I made sure that I ma- made that. I make it for him every holiday. My husband, I neither one eat it, mm-hmm. and um, so I made it as backup. And when it came dinner time, and we were doing dinner. He had turkey. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm like going out and telling my husband, I said, oh my gosh, Andrew just ate turkey. He goes, don't say it too loud. He hasn't eaten it yet. <laughs> right? He'll be like, what did I do? <laughs> like that. And everything. And it was funny because he ate a second plate of turkey. <gasps> and that's a new favorite. usually yep. never right. seconds of anything. Adding. And he ate two plates of turkey. Right um, long story short, I, I thought, said, I wonder if I can get away for, with this two days in a row. <laughs> And it worked. So I said, you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving. We always eat leftovers that day. Um, do you want to eat turkey? Sure. Nice. I was like, sure. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, so it's kind of like. But what a gift. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So I great. love that for him that he yeah. has something new. So it's kind of like great. So, but a favorite dish, like he doesn't, because of that, he wouldn't choose the pasta dish. He would choose the plain pasta, mm. gotcha. but never choose the actual meal, mm. you know, gotcha. wh- whether it's lasagna or ziti or whatever. Right. Because so it has you would just make the lasagna noodles. What is Andrew's favorite dish? Does he have a, something favorite? Like, what is his go-to? His protein mm. is chicken, mm-hmm. chicken, chicken. <laughs> chicken. Chicken. Chicken fingers. Chicken. 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 Any, mm-hmm. Just chicken. Just, yeah. just any kind of chicken. And um, he will eat fish. Okay. But it has to be breaded. So okay. that doesn't usually happen. But those are those are his two things. Um, his two primary proteins for like dinner. Mm-hmm. Well, that back. just sounds like boys in my house. So <laughs> I, <laughs> and he goes in cycles. Chicken. Like he'll eat like he, breakfast and lunch, he eats um, 
does the same thing until he burns himself out. Mm. And then he goes to his next thing, mm-hmm. and he does the same thing there. Mm-hmm. Breakfast and lunch, it's... Yep, that sounds like my boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of like I have to like plan and say, you know, um, are you going to stay on peanut butter and jelly much longer? Because if so, I need to get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because I don't want to waste it. Mm-hmm. Right. And once I've opened it, I can't donate it. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where right. I'm like, kind of like. Yeah, my boy, my boys will always ask me for something different, like the day after I do a big shopping trip. <laughs> That's me too. Right. Me too. Like this week, it was time for peanut butter, and it was time for jelly, and I just I was getting ready to ask him, and yesterday he goes, I think I'm switching from peanut butter and jelly, mm. and I'm like. I'm so glad you told me now before I went shopping. Because in my house, that would have been, hey, peanut butter was two for one, so I got four jars. The same here. And then the right. next day, it would have been like, yeah, I think I'm going to take a break. From no, you're not. Yeah. That always well, happens no, to me. As long as we keep them closed, we're good to go. Right? Yeah, yeah so it's them. like one of those things where that's that's how it always happens in my house. Just as soon as I buy two pounds of Boar's Boar's Head White American mm. that nobody else in our house eats, <laughs> then we're done with grilled cheese. <laughs> so it's random. But I asked him, I said, so what are you switching to, Andrew? He goes, rice pilaf. Ooh. Oh, okay. I said, so th- you're going to have rice pilaf for lunch instead of peanut butter and jelly. Yep. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. He Whatever. Knows what, Uncle what he Ben's, wants. here we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> rice pilaf, two months worth, let's go. Nice. <laughs> you know. And we'll switch to something else. I love it. But I yeah, so. Nice. Well, Greta, thank you so much for coming in. Another thing, before we let you go, we want to thank you because you also, like one of our other guests on the show today, share your voice. You share all of our information. You actually donated to my Facebook fundraiser. Thank you. Mm. You're always on Facebook for us, sharing everything that you can, and your voice is so important to make sure that people know that we're here for them, whether they need to volunteer like you do or they need help. So thank you so much for doing that for us. It's my pleasure. It's always my pleasure with feeding Tampa Bay. Always. We appreciate you. We have a mission. We do. And we're ending hunger. The Humana Foundation and Feeding Tampa Bay work together to address food insecurity. Our goals are to strategically bring about healthy outcomes and create meaningful, sustainable change for our neighbors throughout the 10-county region that we serve. Learn more about it at feedingtampabay.org slash programs. Okay, for this volunteer, this one's going to be easy because my first time at Trinity Cafe, I walked in and Arlene told me exactly what I could do and everything I could not do. (laughs) And so I assume that's exactly how this podcast is going to go. (laughs) I'm just going to hand the microphone over. Welcome, Arlene. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome. We're excited to have you. How long have you been a Trinity Cafe volunteer? About 16 years. Yeah, a long time. Thursdays. Has it been Thursdays the whole time? No, not Thursdays. I got into Trinity, into volunteering at Trinity Cafe through Tampa Bay Newcomers. Okay. Uh, Moved to Florida, didn't know a soul, children grown. Um, And so I joined the organization and part of their service was to come twice a month, a Monday and a Thursday. And that's how I got started gotcha. way back in Salvation Army wow right so back in the day multiple moves ago right no well Salvation mm-hmm. we went to where we are now that's right because yeah. it was yeah. uh, I wasn't in the first iteration that. right that's right. <laughs> right 
but a lot of changes. So yeah. like, multiple changes. Yes. You think about a lot. I started as a server. Multiple changes. Right. <laughs> right. So tell us now, um, you know, when you show up at Trinity Cafe Thursdays, Nebraska Avenue, what's it like for you when you walk through the door? What are you thinking? How do you uh, how It's do you coming kind of to my it? second home. Aww. We have a family. Uh, there are a minimum of 15 of us that show up, not all together usually because people travel or are ill or have other appointments, but there's about 15 of us that do every Thursday, and we call ourselves the Thursday family. Mm-hmm. And after we do our volunteer work with our guests, we go out to lunch. Nice. It's your day. <laughs> yeah. It's your day. It's your friends. Mm-hmm. So... Before I came to Feeding Tampa Bay, I volunteered at Trinity Cafe, and it just happened to be on a Thursday. And I walked in, and I, I knew Mandy, and I knew Thomas, and I'd known, you know, kind of the, the group over there. Um, but I'd never actually volunteered, so I had no idea what I was getting into. So when somebody like me walks through the door, you're the captain. Tell us how you kind of make that experience welcoming for them tell us tell us how you how you greet them and how you get us all lined up and it it that's part of the reason i think it works so well on thursday is because we the family uh the thursday family are committed to welcoming the volunteers as well as the guests we want to make everybody feel as comfortable and when we go to lunch and it's not everybody but it's who's ever available that thursday we go over what's gone on what went wrong what it's it's kind of like a review Mm -hmm. uh, because we want to make it better and part of welcoming is it's just not me it's everybody all the volunteers feel that responsibility because that's and especially because we don't have hosts at the tables anymore and they're not chatting with people we want them to feel as comfortable as possible right so we're and going then to I, we have i have my orientation for my newbies um, new people that come on site and I try to explain but used to be a newbie would be assigned with a senior person somebody that's been there uh, but now we can't do that because we don't have as many volunteers we only have one volunteer at a table but we try to make it as easy as possible because we w- I just got a new recruit waiting to come in here uh, perfect. She's sitting right behind me, <laughs> right? She's got a new Thursday person, just like that. I love it. Yeah. Yep. That's, well, and, and I have to say, that's exactly how I experienced it. I experienced it as, you know, a little bit of hesitation and trepidation about what I was going to enter. I'm pretty comfortable in most circumstances, but I just didn't know. And you said, all right, you're with me. <laughs> we got this. Yep. And you... Step by step, you walk me through. Okay, this is when they get it. This is exactly what you ask. You say, do you want your salad with your meal or do you want them separate? And then you do what they say. You do what that person tells you. You don't ask them questions. You just do what they tell you. And I did. And uh, I love it. You know, I I love being there. And it it really is the family feel that you and the, the rest of the Thursday family create that I would, I love coming in on thursdays good you know, I, yep. I, I love going <laughs> the over energy there. is terrific. the energy is so great right mm-hmm. it is and it always has been so wow 
Uh, I'm going to go into my five years being around Trinity Cafe. I had a similar experience with Arlene. I mean, that's you're you're part of when you come to Trinity Cafe is experiencing Thursdays. Well, it's not only me. It's the group. It's the group. It's the group. But I've also had my family involved. Anybody Absolutely. That, anybody that arrives on a Thursday from yep. out of town, and they're all from out of town, yes. gets you to put come them to, work. to Trinity. Yes, <laughs> except for Thanksgiving Day, because that's my birthday. So oh, happy birthday. That's the only reason that I, yeah, this is the last one I'm celebrating. Mm-hmm. Mm, I understand. <laughs> I'm starting to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's oh, just anniversaries from now on, yeah. right? <laughs> no, it's... It'll be the second of, <laughs> the third of. <laughs> There's a big number out there that's very scary, which is an eight. Mm. 48, right? <laughs> no, the right. eight comes first. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't believe that. No, no way. <laughs> that would be next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Don't, still don't believe it. Yeah, 79 part <laughs> still two. Don't yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the sequel. sequel. So, because we're all about food, we all have that in common. What is your favorite food to prepare for your family? I've met a number of your family members, and when they come to town, what is it that everybody wants at your house? Um, this could be embarrassing. I don't cook. Oh. So Ever. what takeout? What is that. the restaurant? Ever. <laughs> I will not. That's I, I raised about three sons and a husband for 31 years mm-hmm. and cooked... For 31 years, and... You retired from it. I retired from cooking, and this husband um, doesn't like, didn't like, came from the Midwest, and I said, okay, I'm done, and he said, fine. (laughs) Nice. So what restaurant? Because we're all about that, too. What's your favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurants, well, I live right near Jackson's. Oh, okay. Seasons 52, um, P.F. Chang, oh, our favorite <laughs> one, which we do only for celebrations, um, Ocean Prime. Very good. Um, um, there's many, many, many. Oh, yeah. Hula Bay. Oh, no, I like Hula Bay. on Davis <laughs> Island. I mean... Lots. Deep yeah. South Tampa. It is. We Lots have. Of good stuff so if, and if you're going to... Order a meal. What's your favorite? Crave fish. Fish. Fish, fish dish. Okay. Yes, it. a fish. I'm not a real meat eater. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I eat it, but that's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I, obviously from the accent, we know you didn't grow up here. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? <laughs> I've lost who, all of it, most of it. Mm-hmm. As someone who did, grouper was always the go-to. But I lived in other places, and so, you know, when I was in Maryland, it was blue crab. When I was on the East Coast, it was either swordfish or mm-hmm. it was something else, right? What Now, what's your favorite fish dish, and what was your favorite back in the day? Uh, right now, probably tuna. Mm-hmm. Rare. Okay. Tuna. Uh, shrimp. Lobster. Can't beat oh, that. Oh, I can go for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of those. Yeah. Um, I didn't eat a whole lot of fish growing up when I lived in New York. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that where you're from originally? No. I, w- I did live in the Bronx till I was eight. Okay. Um, then I lived in Queens and then on the island. Is there that was where only you one island and the, the island. The island. The island. The island. Um, <laughs> Is that where you raised your boys? No, I raised my boys in Connecticut. Gotcha. Oh, my fun. youngest was one when we moved to Connecticut. 
And he's 51. <laughs> and how many, do you have grandchildren? Yes, I have six grandchildren. Wonderful. The four oldest who are all out of college um, through the years have come to Trinity and uh-huh. loved it. Back in the day, there were no age requirements when we were at um, when we were at Salvation Army. At Salvation Army? At, at the first place. Why can't I? Oh, at St. Peter Claver. No. No, 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 after that. Salvation Army. Salvation Army, yeah. right. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. Um, and when we were, as a matter of fact, my, two of my grandsons were bar mitzvahed. And they, said, they both said, independently in their speeches, because they had to give a speech, that one of the highlights of coming to Florida was going to Trinity Cafe. Mm. Wow. What a gift it is to be able to bring our children. Yep into Experience Trinity Cafe. And they were young. Um, when they, the two older ones first started, they were like eight and 10. And they sat at the table. They didn't yeah. do serving, but they sat and chatted and mm-hmm. poured water and. Yeah. <laughs> so for anyone that um, is looking to volunteer, at 16 and up. Yes. Right? <laughs> that's, right. our, that's our now. rules now. Um, how would you uh, inter- invite them to come join you? What would? How would you invite someone to come join you to volunteer at Trinity Cafe? Well, ask Kelly. <laughs> I just invited just her. And and I always have to end by saying, and please come on a Thursday because that's the best day. <laughs> it's the best day. It's your family day. It's our family day, yeah. Arlene, we want to thank you for taking the time to come down to the food bank, which is further away from Trinity Cafe. Um, we appreciate you. We appreciate your dedication, your loyalty, and what you've given to so many people around those tables over the years. Thank you so much. You bring you, and you're amazing. Fellas, it's been a fun day, yeah? Heck yes, yeah. it has. And we have a really wonderful woman that I happened to meet um, at an outside event uh, with our team. Miss Kelly, welcome. Thank you, Shannon. We mm-hmm. are so thrilled to have you. And no, this wasn't a group event. It is an individual <laughs> interview. Yes. Uh, well, now that I know it's an individual event, I'll say what I was going to say earlier. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome again. We're so thrilled to have you. Thank you so much. Um, We were at, what were we, St. Pete Pride family event. Yes, we were. Which was so wonderful and so fun. Yes, I had a good Um, time. Mm -hmm. We did. And I know that um, our team is going to start doing a lot more events like that, getting out in the community, uh, making sure that people know that we're here for them. And um, it was so fun. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I I love every opportunity I have to talk about uh, Feeding Tampa Bay. I have a habit of using acronyms in my (laughs) former life. Lots of acronyms. We do, too. (laughs) Okay. All right. So. We know how that is. So tell us how you do volunteer. I just spilled the event side, but I know you do quite a bit around here. I do what I can. Um, I'm really into feeding Tampa Bay. It's very aligned with my own kind of values, if you will, you know, helping the community. And, of course, uh, in my younger years, I had to work. But now I get the opportunity to do what I want to do, which is uh, volunteer with you guys. So on Mondays and Fridays, I'm at Publix Community Market, so come on down uh, on Mondays and Fridays. And then on Wednesdays, I do whatever random volunteer event might be near the house. I was at uh, Ruskin with Kimmy the other day. Mm. Nice. Yesterday, I guess it was. Yeah. No, that was two days ago. Where did the time go? Yeah. 
Yes. Right. <laughs> right. The holiday has this kind of mixed up on what it this does. week is. It does. It feels weird. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about the public's community market experience. What's that, what is that like? Sure. Um, you know, during the height of COVID, uh, everyone received a box in the drive-thru. We would do like 200 boxes in a day. You know, I partnered with V. Kelly, and we would just be back there in that room making boxes and out here in the parking lot, avoiding all those uh, big trucks and uh, (laughs) giving out boxes. But now that COVID is um, doing what COVID is doing, we allow uh, our clients to come inside to shop. I think we've been, uh, started that maybe in July, we let them start coming inside to shop. So public community market, everyone needs an appointment. Uh, There's no big criteria. You give your, your name, your phone number, and an email address, and you make an appointment. And you come on down and do some shopping, or you can still get a drive-through box. We have our fair of seniors who still want to get a box because they just are not, you know, physically able to, you know, get out of the car and into shopping, uh, even though we help them out. But some, they just can't do it. Mm-hmm. But others love coming inside to shop. So yeah. uh, they're back there in that room. And we have produce. We have milk. We have cheese. We have yogurt. We have bread. We have meat. They love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah right it, is it is a mini grocery store. It is a mini grocery store. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So what is it like when somebody comes for the first time? They don't really know what to expect. How do you kind of welcome them into the experience? I love new shoppers because they can't believe that it's legitimate. <laughs> Some of them have heard about it from a friend. They saw it on Facebook. So they called and they weren't really sure what was going to happen. They were just going to get a small little something. So when they get here and find out that they get to come back with a shopping cart and take items and that's it, they don't have to do anything else. This is all free. They get very excited. They can't yeah. believe it. And they're, and those who really need it, they are so gracious, so thankful, just overjoyed. And, and they tell you all the time what a help this is to their family. That's the, the great thing when you have a new person, you know, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. That's the gift to you too, is that gratitude. I would say so, yes. The warmth. <laughs> That's what keeps you coming back, right? Yeah. It does, it does. Yeah. So what brought you here the first time? Well, it was uh, during the height of COVID, if you will. Uh, it was maybe November or so. And there were, you guys were on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yes, we were. <laughs> I was constantly seeing these uh, long lines of people waiting to get food, right? Mm-hmm. And I was making another trip to the refrigerator. So mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm sitting at home comfortably eating back and forth. And there are people waiting in line to get food. I'm not in that circumstance, but I could help. Mm. Uh, my husband was a little bit against it because, you know, sweetie, COVID, you know, mm. don't get COVID. I was like, I'm sure everyone's taking protocols. I'll find out. And I simply went to your website to try to figure out where I could volunteer and what I could do. Uh, my first volunteer event was here at the warehouse. I was sorting. So Mm -hmm. I did that. And then I found out, well, what goes on back there? (laughs) And what are all these cars out here with these boxes? So then I volunteered for Publish Community Market. And I was at the end of my first shift. I was in the parking lot uh, just getting myself ready to leave. And there were some young boys because, you know, we have a lot of teenagers that are, you know, in the Bright Futures program. And they had set a lot of stuff outside. And I knew there was milk and ice cream and stuff like that. And they set it all outside. And it was in the sun for like two minutes. And I'm going, are they going to leave it right there? Mm. Do these boys not know you can't leave those products? <laughs> I got out of the car and did a whole second shift. And ever since then, you guys have had me. So. Oh. <laughs> That's 
Right. So it's all because of the teenage boys that left stuff. In the yeah. Yeah. Like, they God left bless their little heads. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and <laughs> Thank like, you. I just came back over. I was like, guys, you can't do that. We have to do this instead. <laughs> and, you know, so. As the parent of teenage boys, I appreciate that there are people willing to give them guidance. Yes. <laughs> yes. My yes. goodness. That's all they need is a little guidance. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> true. So, you know, we love to have our guests share a little bit about themselves as well. You know, you talked about your volunteer experience. Tell us a little bit about Kelly. Sure. I am born and raised in Chicago. I am happy to be enjoying these winters of Florida. (laughs) Uh, I've been here about five years, my husband and I. Um, We just... uh, Got tired of the cold of Chicago. My husband was born and raised in South America, so he grew up with the sunshine on his back. So winters were tough for us. You know, the beginning of winter. Once he got over it, then it was fine. But uh, typically every winter at the beginning of winter, he kind of had an attitude. Uh, so, <laughs> so when the opportunity presented itself, I, I was in banking my entire career. So I worked for a bank that you guys don't much know down here, but it's BMO Harris Bank. Uh, it's owned by a Canadian bank out of Montreal. And uh, they allowed me to relocate here because for what I did, I could do my job from anywhere in the world. So I said, you know, I'm kind of over it and I'm going to quit and move to Florida. They're like, no, no, we could probably work out something. (laughs) So for the past five years, uh, I've been down here uh, doing my job. Actually, I should say four years because I retired last year. So I'm retired. And uh, which just gave me the uh, opportunity to have more time to do something I wanted to do. You know, uh, most of us, like I said earlier in our careers, we have to work. You need a job. But now I really have the opportunity to do exactly what I want to do. So I spend three days a week volunteering with you guys, making my new family down here. (laughs) And we appreciate every minute of it. (laughs) Thank you. So so I have to ask the Chicago uh food question. Oh, that's where he's going. Let's go. Got to go there. We we got the deep dish question, the Giordano's (laughs) or... What's your favorite there? Or are you a thin crust person? I will take pizza how I can get it. But if you give me a choice, I am going to go with the thick crust every time. Okay. <laughs> Those times when I thought I was trying to, you know, be on a diet, I might go with the thin. But <laughs> mostly I'm going with the thick. Yeah, okay. pretty much. <laughs> and then when it comes to uh, the... Some people call it a French dip sandwich. It's mm-hmm. got all sorts of different names. Do you like the Italian beef sandwich? See, I was hoping you knew that. It has <laughs> oh, an yeah. Italian beef mm. dip. Not too wet, though, because then the, pa- the, the the bread just falls apart. That's right. You, know? That's you right. guys have your Portillo's down here now. We Portillo's do. is a Chicago thing. So uh, it, it tastes the same. It's the same franchise. So, yes, so you are familiar. <laughs> oh, very familiar. So my my personal favorite for Chicago stuff, though, is Mike's Pizza and Deli Station. Have you oh, ever been really? There? Yes, I have been there. Oh, yeah. If you get the Italian beef there, it is, yes. it is Chicago Italian beef. <laughs> well, you know, I like the one at Portillo's because it's on a croissant. Mm. Uh, it's a cheddar okay. beef. On a croissant. Okay, Ooh. so that's it's scene. hard to beat it. It really yeah, is. <laughs> I was gonna say what? So yeah. I don't know Chicago food, so I'm just soaking <laughs> all this. Oh, I know, okay. I know Portillo's. Go, just on go over. You, you, okay, yeah. feel the taste of Chicago, if you will. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yum. So, yeah. do you cook? Uh, not much. My okay. husband. Uh, he likes to cook. Oh. Uh, so I get away with a lot at home that I don't actually have to cook. <laughs> I do have a few dishes that I'm pretty good at that he seems to be happy with. So mm-hmm. I go with the, you know, things that I can handle. Mm-hmm. I make a really good salad, if that counts. It does. It does. <laughs> it, does. it counts. It sort of counts. It counts. But it what, is, counts. what does he cook that is your favorite? <laughs> Let's go there. Uh, it's something called Brena Bona. 
Okay. Uh, my husband is uh, of Dutch descent. Uh, uh, his uh, country was a, a former Dutch colony, so his first language is Dutch. And it's called Brena Bona. It's pretty much just rice and beans with chicken in it, but it's called Brena Bona. <laughs> it sounds so much better. It tastes better right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds fancy. Yes, it does. Next time I make rice and beans and chicken for yeah. the 20th time, I'm going to tell the boys, no, no, this is Brena Bona. Yeah, this time. <laughs> Brenna Bona. And they'll tell you it tastes better. <laughs> right, it does. That's right. Oh, this is delicious. So what makes it Brenna Bona? I, I don't know. I mean, I think you can go around the world and food is the, food is the same. I mean, yeah. there's, there's chicken, there's beef, there's mm. pork, right? But every place you go, every culture you go to, they have different seasonings, mm-hmm. just different ways, the way they marinate food. So it's just the way he does it. Because, again, if he had served it up as just rice and beans with some meat, <laughs> I would have said no, because I'm not a big fan <laughs> of beans, right? But when he first served me brena bona, I said, mm-hmm. oh, this is delicious, you know? Mm-hmm. So just some different seasonings that he uses is what makes it special. All right. And the fact that he made it for me. So Yeah, yeah right. There you go. That's really yeah. the Big win right there. You didn't have to make it. Yes, I like that. That's great. I love that. So we appreciate you. No, thank you for having me. We're thankful. I have uh, had uh, several friends come here. Uh, the young lady before, and I'm going to call her a young lady, <laughs> uh, mentioned that you know she always recruits. I recruit as well, right? right? So anytime you come to visit me, and my husband has family, he has friends in Philadelphia, he has family in Amsterdam, he has family down in South America. Whenever they come, they have to volunteer. Awesome. I'm not oh, running a, a, a B&B, an That's Airbnb. Right. <laughs> okay. So there's some compensation, and that compensation is to come and volunteer. So I just had uh, his cousin was here for Thanksgiving, and she just moved from South America to Denver, Colorado. She works for a gold mining company, so oh, two wow. months in the U.S. So she came to visit. She came down to volunteer. I've had his aunt here from South America. She had never been to the U.S. Mm-hmm. She volunteered. <laughs> I had a friend from Amsterdam who missed her flight, and and I didn't have time to take her back to my place in Riverview. So I was like, no, you have to come and volunteer with me. I, and I'll take you home later because we missed the flight now. So what else can go. we do? Yeah, so, what better to do? Yeah, oh, so I no, I am. I'm proud to volunteer with Feeding Tampa oh. Bay. You know, sometimes I, you know, have an appointment before I'm coming down. I have my T-shirt on and people say, oh, you work at Feeding Tampa. I said, no, I'm a volunteer. She said, oh, that's great. And then I just go into this whole thing about how I love it. I am truly proud to be associated with the organization. I, I really am. So oh. I thank you guys for what you do. Oh, oh we, wow. we could not do it without awesome volunteers and advocates like you. So yes. if I were... Uh, a relative coming in from out of town. Mm-hmm. What's your pitch? Hmm. Well, my pitch is, here's the itinerary. So I'm going to pick <laughs> you up from the airport. Tomorrow we're just going to kind of hang out. I'm going to show you around Tampa. I love going to look at model homes, so we'll do that. And what girl doesn't want to do that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I slide that in there. I said, then we're going to do some volunteer work, or the Lord's work, as I like to call it. <laughs> and then we're going to go shopping. They're like, so it gets kind of meshed in there. And they're like, <laughs> wow, you have a whole itinerary. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love and this it. is part of it. That is fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. Girl, thank you so much for thank coming you. in. Thank you for being, this is our, our last volunteer of the day, but we have 45,000 in our database and yes. we need 5,000 every month to get our work done yes. every right. single month. We appreciate every single one. We just chose a handful of really special people we get to I'm stand special. with. <laughs> every, right. Oh, you are special, girl. They get to stand beside us every day, and uh, we appreciate every single one of them. Yes. Thank you guys for listening in, and we'll talk to you next time on okay. Stick a Fork in It. All right. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org.
You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay.